Hi, my name is Isaiah Johnson. Welcome to the Independent Baptist United Podcast, where we talk about controversial topics to help bring unity inside the church. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Independent Baptist United Podcast. Um, this is our first episode. We're glad that you're here and tuning in with us. Uh, um, we hope that you be blessed and encouraged by some of the stuff that we're going to be talking, um, yeah. talking about. But also, uh, if anybody does not know Jesus Christ the first Savior, we hope that you get to know him today mm-hmm. by the end of this podcast. Um, we just want to be an encouragement and a blessing. Right. And so, yeah. But uh, I want to tell y'all how my day been. My day has been tremendous. It's been good. The only thing I really have done is just clean the house and basically went out busing and got to go see some of my bus kids and stuff like that uh, with our new bus captain that uh, took on our bus uh, last week. And so uh, it's been a, a good day for us. All right. So, uh, Jane, what about you? Um, it's been a good day for me also. Uh, today was the last day about <laughs> Today was the last day of my man at Word Conference and um, – Honestly, some just some great preaching, man. Mm-hmm. Some, some good Amen. preaching Amen. for about Amen. four hours. It was preaching and teaching, then had some <laughs> had some good lunch after that, Lord. Some nice little barbecue, Lord. Amen. Then, uh, Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Then after that, you know, I just um yeah went to go up like ribs. I do every Saturday. Hey, mm. we had brisket. We didn't have no ribs, unfortunately. But <laughs> hey, brisket to do with uh, oh, oh, yeah. you. Gotta do what you gotta do. Amen. 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 We went to go uh, bus visit. Great, great time with the kids. You know, uh, crack jokes. Just a bit hang out with the families. It's, awesome. it's always fun to do. Mm-hmm. So I had a great day. That's good. I truly enjoyed it. How your day been so far, uh, Demarcus? It's been wonderful. I uh, got an opportunity to go out visiting. i um, starting this new bus route in Camden. Camden awesome. is a uh, crazy city, and uh, um, they need they need Christ. They need God, and, mm-hmm. and it's great that we we get opportunity to reach people for Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How was your day, uh, Julius? My day was actually pretty good. I was able to go down state to hear some really good preaching. Mm-hmm. Um, the preacher that was preaching, his name is Eric Raymond, one of my favorite preachers. And he, the first message was on ma- basically making you um, a fisher of men. But he, he takes that first verse and leave out the um, last four verse in that verse, talks about that I will make you. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, he says that, you know, we try to produce our own fruit instead of uh, allowing God to do the work in us. I mean, mm-hmm. God, God said that he will make us fit for us, man. He said not the pastor Preach. or no, or mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. It was like um, God was like, God will make you. And then his second message that he preached that day was basically, you know, on Jacob and Esau and Esau despising his birthright, basically to the point that he hated it and rejected it. And he said, if we're not careful... <clears throat> that word uh, despise it to devalue and he said that what are some things in your life that you devalue it was like do you value devalue your church do you do you know devalue your family your friends you know mm. those people mm-hmm. that got put you know, put in your life and i'm telling mm. you guys after that service was over like you know, the altars was you no know, flood of young people because i know a lot of young people mm-hmm. you know it's in the day and age that we live in it's hard for them but 
it's they get a mindset of like nothing is worth as much as it used to. Church is not as much as it used to, mm-hmm. and we we lose that love that love that you're supposed to have for Christ. And he basically saying, don't be like an Esau. Don't devalue or despise the mm-hmm. things that God has you know, given you guys. So that's that's how my day went. It's awesome. So I got challenged, got encouraged, and I saw the youth, the next generation, actually making some really good decisions for God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Eric Ramos, he's a good preacher. I, I yeah, actually know. I love him. him. I, yeah. He, yeah, I think I know. I know who you're talking about too. Yeah, he's got. He's yeah, the for, guy. For, for Haven. Yeah, he's the guy with yep. the bushy eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. No, hey, yeah. hey, go ahead, Micah. Yeah. Uh, my name was actually so good, man. Like, I went to the same youth conference. I love Eric Ramos' preaching. So I got to hear the same message. Like, man, that was super powerful about how, like, a lot of times when we look at words in the Bible, we put the meaning of those words to, like, our day and day vocabulary. But, like, no, that's not. Ex- you're supposed to interpret the Bible when it was written in the. Amen. So, I mean, that that was just, yeah. like, so powerful, man. So, my day was really good. Got to hang out with some old friends I haven't seen in a while. Some super old faces. Yeah. So, it was really good encouragement. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, that's good, guys. Um, I'm thankful that, you know, all our day has been good. And thankful that y'all went to a youth rally and stuff like that. Jane went to go see him in a word. Demarcus. Uh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Bus, bus, bus route. I do a yeah, bus, bus route. route. Praise yeah. the Lord. Hey, Amen. you know, I really want to see that happen in Texas. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm grateful yeah. that, you know, there's yeah. still bus routes still being uh, uh, started mm-hmm. and stuff inside needed communities and stuff like that. So I'm grateful and blessed mm-hmm. for that to hear that. Uh, but today we want to talk about some some this main topic that we've been been trying to talk about for the past couple of weeks or so. Mm-hmm. And we've been planning on doing this. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to talk about this issue of racism. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm going to go into uh laying out the platform in the, in the, the direction where it's going to go. Uh, yes, sir. First episode, basically, we're going to talk about history of racism and stuff like that. And uh, uh, we got some good, smart people on here that know a lot about the history of racism in America and the history of racism inside the church mm-hmm. uh, that has been going on for quite some, for mm-hmm. years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, for the second part, you're not going to know because you'll find out by the end of this <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, yeah. I want to start yeah. this off with uh, Micah, since uh, Micah knows some stuff about the history of racism and mm-hmm. how, uh, mm-hmm. the history of racism in the Southern Church. Mike, can you give us some information on that, please? Okay. Well, first, Amen. I would like to introduce myself for the listeners that do not know who I am or have not seen me. Um, my name is Micah Kilmer. I grew up in church my whole entire life. I was a church kid like um, James over here. <clears throat> and like growing up in church, like um, it was... Always different because, you know, as a church kid, it seems like a lot of times we devalue a lot of things, like the message that we we just heard. But um, let's just dive really deep into this topic of the history of racism. And it kind of, like, I mean, if you study the Bible, I mean, we the children of Israel were enslaved to um, Egypt for a long period of time. But we're going to go all the way back to about when the slave trades first started to happen in America. And that was in about um, probably the 15 to 1600s. They wanted to have an excuse for slavery. And the only way that they could find an excuse to enslave a huge amount of people is they found a portion of scripture talking about the curse of Ham. Referring to that um, Ham would be the 
uh, he would be under both of his brothers, Shem and Japheth. And it is just so interesting that how so many times we use scripture to fit our own narrative, to fit our own agenda, so then we could have something that profits us. So, like, they've said, like, oh, this is a generational curse. And, of course, in scripture, you never find that that's a generational curse. It's just with specifically Ham. So, it is, so, when they were deciding that, they're like, okay, well, and somehow they determined that Ham was black, and there's no evidence of that, but that's just how they did it, you know? So, like, when they did that, they had a slave trade happening, and, you know, slavery was a big part of American economy, you know? Like, that's what fueled America to be its juggernaut as it is today. Because they would happen until right. the Civil War, as you all know. And, like, it kind of divided in the churches with this exact same issue of racism. Like, as you all know, interracial marriage was illegal for a long period of time. And the reason why is because, like, a black, like a black man couldn't marry a white girl, but a white man could marry a black girl. And if you understand mm-hmm. a lot of times... White men, they rate black women, and the reason why is to get more slave labor. So it's kind of the perfect example where you don't have to pay any money for labor, so that you can just keep on, and you can keep on producing that too, throughout our society, throughout our culture. So what kind of happened was that as they're making tons and tons of money, like all they have to pay for is basically um, food and shelter. That's it. So as this is happening, the church was kind of fueled into it where where division and segregation was happening as well. So where black people were supposed to sit in the back pews. They weren't allowed to sit in the front. So this is where the division of churches happened well, the black the black churches kind of went on their own side, but right because they had nowhere else to go, you know what I mean. So and then the white churches were kind of by themselves. So that's why you see a lot of like the, re- the I think the main reason why like the past affects the present. Right. It always will affect the present. So I think that is one reason why when we look at churches today, that they're mostly like they're segregated between black churches and white churches. Isaiah, can wanna... I read that? Hold yeah, on. Can I it. read that verse? Um, that curse and hand part. Mm-hmm. Um, Genesis, you guys have your Bibles. Genesis, uh, Genesis chapter nine actually talks about it. Mm-hmm. But let's go to um verse um nineteen. Yeah, nineteen, because it talks about the downfall of Noah. Mm-hmm. So verse um, Genesis chapter nine verse nineteen says, "These are the uh, three sons of Noah, and of them was the whole earth, you know, overspread. And Noah began to be a husband man." And he planted a vineyard, and he drank of the wine, and was drunken, and he was uncovered within his tent. And Ham, the father of the Canaan, now guys, that's a important phrase. Remember that. Mm-hmm. Saw the nakedness of his father, and told his two brethren without. Verse twenty-three, and Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid upon both their shoulders, and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father. 
and their faces were backward, and they saw not their father nakedness. Verse 24, And Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done unto him. And he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants, so he be unto his brethren. So being black, guys, is not a curse. And to tell you the truth, there, there's nowhere in the Bible, when we, I, I just read it to you guys, that talks about that Canaan or him was black. And it says in verse 25 that the curse that he used to be a servant of servants, you know, to, to his brethren. Mm-hmm. And so you can even say that, you know, you know, you can see the effects of this curse of this Canaan being like kind of like a servant or more like a slave, per se, to mm-hmm. his older and younger brothers. But the- it was not the curse. The interesting yeah, thing but the is curse... the Bible never says slave. It just says servant. Yeah, no. There, so there, there's two servant. different connotations. Yeah, that's, yeah right. Because, because like, save, like yeah. servanthood is biblical, as we all yeah. know. Mm. Amen. Yeah, Christ was a servant. Yeah. yeah. And that's what, you know, and that's what I really want to come across is that I was not slave. The curse was not him be, you know, being black. Mm-hmm. You no, know, black people aren't you no know, curse. It's just, you know, the curse was that he has to serve, you know, underneath his brothers. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is, like, like there's no, like, we don't know what color Ham was, according to scripture. Right. We yep. don't, we don't know that. And that's the thing is the early, the early Christians had to figure out a way to fit that narrative for themselves. Yeah. And that's the craziest thing about racism is that it starts with selfishness and selfish gain. And it leads mm-hmm. to pride, like the, the book yeah. of Darwin. Um, we <clears throat> like Darwinism was also a big. He was also a Christian at one point in time. Um, he was a big advocate for slavery. If you ever read his books, his book it talks about about what race is superior. Mm. You know, and mm-hmm. right, I'm just like so. Like there's many, 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 many indicators of why slavery kind of took off in American culture. And I think that's like, it's also the church, but it also has to do with Darwin as well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right. Well, um, that's really, that's some good information right there. I'm just soaking it all up. You know, me, Jay, we just, I had to to go get my Bible because, you know, he he to open up his box. Let me open up that Bible. Let me see what's up in there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I totally, there's some good things that, you know, I'm learning from and stuff like that. And I encourage people to listen to this, learn this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, soak this stuff in. You know, you're learning about other people's history. You know, you don't get this type of stuff taught inside schools, the public schools. Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest, mm-hmm. you don't. And you surely enough don't get it taught inside Christian schools either. Right, you know, no, get that right. Amen. Like yeah. Some Christian schools don't even want you to hear this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I encourage anybody just to soak this mm-hmm. type of stuff up when, especially if you get information, it don't matter what color they are. If it's yeah. information, it's information about history, soak mm-hmm. it up, learn it, understand it. And you know, that can be a good way of knowledge. Cause I always say this racism is a lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people lack of knowledge when it comes down to racism. So I, I want to swing this over to DeMarcus. DeMarcus, do you have anything to say about, uh, racism and about history and stuff like that or. Um, I would say um, what Dewis and Micah said, they really uh, did a great point in, um, you know, on history and stuff like that. Um, 
we need as a young young man doesn't matter what color you are or whatever race you are Mm -hmm. um we need to learn this history before we start believing in other people or believing other opinions Mm -hmm. we need we need to study this stuff out Mm-hmm. Because we can just go off the news, what they say, or we can go for other people, what they say. Um, we mm-hmm. gotta, you gotta know what we believe and why we do it. Amen. Um, That's good. You just, you gotta know your history. Um, you just gotta know what you're talking about. You gotta have backup. Yeah, um, for sure. We're not doing this, and you know, I mean, in prideful or anything. Um, but we want to have the right spirit about it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. that's yeah. all I have to say. And go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you want to go keep going, Mike? No, you good. Go, <laughs> go for it. Go for it. Uh, Julius, you have something to say. What's up? Oh, God. So here's the thing. Since we're, we were made mm-hmm. in the image of God, there's no difference between mm-hmm. one another. The only difference between between us is that male and female. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we got to the point mm-hmm. in, you know, in this day and age, and I'm not here to preach this, but there's over stupid 500 different you no know, genders but they're you know according to you know god's word that the only mm-hmm. race is a human race and male and female doesn't matter if you're black doesn't matter if you're white doesn't matter what color you are you know being, being a different color does not give you a special privilege or advantage than somebody else that's not the same color as you yeah exactly and like when we talk about the like the history like even like in christian schools you know yeah. Like Christian schools are one of the reasons why a lot of segregation in the 1960s and the 1970s yep. happened. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. and that is the most discouraging thing. Like, oh, you couldn't get a proper Christian education. Why? Because you were black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They failed to realize Genesis chapter 1 verses 26, 27. Because if you no, know, if they resaw people mm-hmm. that were made in the image of God, that shouldn't have been a problem. You know, a lot of times we, you know, we put the Bible and twist it to fit our own, you know, narrative. Just yep, like, you know, the exactly. curse of Ham back in, you know, Genesis chapter nine. You know, what, you know, what, what, what was the curse? The curse was not being black. The curse was just that he should be servants to his, you know, older and younger brother. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Let me say. Go for it, Demarcus. Yeah, Demarcus. Let me say this. Don't preach your opinions. <laughs> preach the Bible. Amen. Amen. Don't. Yep put your opinions over the Bible mm-hmm. because how you feel and how you, um, emo- you know I mean? Your emotion and how you feel. Don't, don't do that. Don't twist God's word. And mm-hmm. that's what I, yeah. I, I feel like a lot. We do that a lot. We just put mm-hmm. our opinions out there because how we feel. Yeah. Hey, this, what about how God feels? Mm-hmm. Talk about his yeah. word, you know? Exactly. So, and I mean that, that I think it would be a problem for our, the be the end of time <laughs> in that and the yeah. reason why until christ comes back lord willing hopefully soon but as soon as i mean we we have to learn to deal with it and willing to stand against it i mean yeah. Yeah. it's very discouraging but like racism uh, it's very complex because there's so many layers of it in like american culture and biblical culture you know like i mean even jews were racist towards Samaritans, you know? Yeah, so, half-breeds. Mm-hmm. Like, they would go all the way around Samaria. Jesus Christ, he went through yep. Samaria. You know, his yeah. disciples went all the way around Samaria. You know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, I think a lot of these things, there are barriers and walls that have to begin to get tailed down. 
and it starts Amen. with everybody. It starts with us Christians. It starts with um, us not being judgmental. You know. Right. Critical it's, judging too. Mm-hmm. Let me say this: racism is not from God. Racism mm-hmm. is not from heaven. And God, He's not racist. He loves everyone, and He wants Christians to treat other people the way you treat Him. So, Amen. if that makes if that makes mm. sense, um, we should be treated, yeah, in a way we should be treating people in a way that that shows God's love. Mm. Amen. Yeah. You know, I, mean? I don't want to. Yeah. I want. I don't want people to know me that I'm a racist or anybody. I want to say, I want people to know me because of God. Oh, oh mm-hmm. He loves God. He loves Christ. Amen. He loves to serve yeah. Christ. Amen. So, that's my thoughts. Amen. That's good. Go ahead, Julius. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm not trying to preach, but the Bible says, you know, the two greatest commandments is, first of all, you know, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Mm-hmm. So, Amen. And then the second, you know, commandment is liking unto it. It says that love your neighbor as thyself. Mm-hmm. And once again, it's a it's a heart issue because like you're you're not loving people the way that you're, you know, you're supposed to love them mm-hmm. because you're not loving God the way you're supposed to you no know, love you no know, love God the way that you see people is basically how you see you no know, how you see God. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. if you I mean if you tr- right. you know if you treat God with love, if you treat God you no know, respect, if you, you know submit yourself onto the you know, the authority you know to God's word. And do basically what God tells God tells us what you know what to do. <clears throat> you know, you shouldn't have a problem, you know, loving somebody that's di- no that might look different than you mm-hmm. because they how, uh, you're supposed to see people through the eyes of God, and they're just a sinner that's you no know, needs a savior. And there's in color, background, culture should not have anything to do you know yet to do with you know with part of that. And yeah, like going back to the topic of history, I think this is the yeah. main problem. For, like when you study out all of the people in the in like um, historical texts, you never see that they call themselves Christians, but they're not practicing like the fruit of the spirit at all. They're yeah. not practicing charity, long suffering, you know. And I think that I think it it just stems from. The sins of a past life, or not a past life, but our past ancestors. Yeah. And yeah. like, 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 I mean, there's so many topics that you can talk about, like, like certain curriculums of schooling, they blatantly practice segregation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> certain yeah. Bible colleges. Certain Bible yeah. colleges, exactly. And, yeah. and the main problem is it's not any of our problems, it's the heart problem, you know? Yep. So, I mean, when, I have a question. So, to you know, continue down this path of history, mm-hmm. we all know who Jane Frank Norris is. If not, you guys need to you know, do your research, look mm-hmm. up Jane Frank Norris. But <clears throat> Jane Frank Norris was part of the Southern Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. And, you know, during the South, guess what was going on during that during that time? But no, but J. Frank North wanted out of that. But also, with that being said, you know your your background kind of would you know have an effect on you based on how you view things or mm-hmm. basically on who you know who you are. Because here, here's the thing: like I know people are not a product of their environment, 
but they will be if they don't get saved. But also those things that you're, you know, your upbringing, those things that you were around, are, will be you know, part, you know, part of you. And 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 that's not saying that's a bad thing, but I was like basically, you know, the, the stuff that you were that you were surrounded with is going to be part of you to some degree. It was like, you know, how you view people or or how you carry yourself. I mean, if you grew up in the hood. It's not, you know, and next you know, you got saved. People are gonna be able, you know, be able to tell you grew up in the hood because of probably the way you talk or how, you know, how you mm-hmm. carry yourself. So you kind of had that roughness to you. But if you mm-hmm. were, not, I mean, you, I mean, it's funny. Yeah. But you know, but you know, no, no, true. So I was like, how does that, I guess, go, you know, go over to history and how does that, you know, tie into like the Southern Baptist movement and Jane Frank Norris? Well, first of all, segregation. And you no know, indoctrination saying that you know we're better than people that are not our you know, skin colors. Mm-hmm. And next, you know, like in the KKK movement. But I was like, I feel led to have Isaiah speak upon this. But um, Isaiah, t- you no, know, tell the people, you know, basically, who, you know, who was drank Frank Norris, you know, where, you know, where he came from, and and the church, you know, the churches that he began to uh, pastor, you know, later down throughout the years. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, well. Um... I I learned some of this stuff uh, recently about mm-hmm. a couple two months ago stuff like that during the whole stuff about and basically last year when everything was coming going down and stuff like that and uh, I'm just gonna say this personally you know with me um, you know right now it, it really it's an eye opener you know mm-hmm. I think it's an eye opener for all of us you know? uh, for me personally you know I never grew up in an environment that was full blown racist or prejudiced but I would say, you know, now opening my eyes and realizing some of the things I started being more aware of, I started helping me to grow in more knowledge of trying to find history of racism. And one of those things was, you know, like Julius was saying about J. Frank Norris. Um, as most of y'all know that uh, there was a split in the Northern Baptist and the Southern Baptist Convention. Um, and it was basically because of slavery and segregation right. and racism. Uh, the Northern, the, uh, Northern Baptist Convention wasn't having it. Uh, but the Southern Baptist Convention, they supported them back at 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look now, I think a couple of years ago, Southern Baptist Convention ended up realizing that, hey, we were wrong in these areas, and they end up making a public apology about this type of stuff. But, you know, as you see in Baptist Convention, you can tell there was another split, and that split was coming from splitting from Southern Baptist and then starting Independent Fundamental Baptist. One of those first guys that came on the scene was J. Frank Norris. Uh, he passed the church right in Fort Worth, mm-hmm. just a couple miles from us in Arlington, Texas. And actually, I, I drove by his church, uh, which is not the same building, but uh, it's still First Baptist Church in Fort Worth, Texas. And also there's a church uh, in Detroit, which he doesn't exist no more. It's called Temple Baptist Church in Detroit, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so basically... Uh, when you look at those type of things and stuff, uh, you start you start seeing that you know J. Frank Norris was had a problem with color. Mm-hmm. Um, it got to the point to where he started. Uh, he allowed KKKs to come, uh, the KKK master yep. to come inside his church, and uh, there's a picture out there of him, you know, with the KKK master and uh, with flowers in his hand and stuff like that. Also, there's um, where they said he was close friends with the KKK master. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he really did have a problem with color and stuff like that. Uh, but you go further down in history and you start seeing a lot of these other guys that came from the Southern Baptist mm-hmm. Convention had a problem with color. They had a problem with 
interracial marriage. They had a mm-hmm. problem with uh, inviting baptism. You know, yeah, baptism. They had a problem with inviting colored people inside mm-hmm. the church. Uh, just for one instance, where they felt that you know they had a white track, then they had a black track, and the white track mm-hmm. was for the white folks, and the black track was for the black folks. On the white track, it would show the gospel. It would give out the address, the church name, and the phone number. But on the black track, it will only give out the church name and the gospel. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're telling me that you're trying to fulfill the Great Commission and reach mm-hmm. the lost and the dying and, and reach every person of all different type of mm-hmm. races and backgrounds and color of skin, if you're telling me you're trying to reach people, why you won't accept them as the way they are at the mm-hmm. color of your skin inside the church? Exactly. And so that... <clears throat> That's one of the things that I realized and noticed that there has been an issue. Mm-hmm. And then to find out also, just like Micah and uh, Julius were saying, that um, Christian schools really, some mm-hmm. Christian school may have been started because for a Christian uh, for Christian learning and stuff like that, to get more mm-hmm. people educated in their Bible and stuff like that. Yes, I, I'll say there's some. But then there's most of them that were really started because right around the segregation time, mm-hmm. they were start integrating schools and stuff like that. And a lot of people on both sides wasn't having, I'm talking about not just white folks, but black folks too. They started Christian schools to keep their kids segregated from mm-hmm. other people of color. And um, I had my opportunity to talk to some people and some people say, well, you know, we didn't know how it was all going to turn out. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. We really confused. I get, you know, there was a different Mm-hmm. error in time at that, time, at that point so I can see why some people yeah. were on their toes of being fearful of allowing integrating like integrating school yeah. but uh, there were some that you know just had a problem with color mm-hmm. and they just didn't want to integrate schools and they felt like you know I want to keep my kids away from black people and there were some mm-hmm. black folks that say I want to keep my kids away from white people you know yeah. so you know you gotta look on both sides of the picture you can't we can't yeah. fully just say oh it was just because right. it was just racism and prejudice it was more than just that. Mm-hmm. It was a fear factor. I do think it was prejudice and racism involved in that time where mm-hmm. Christian schools were started. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's some of the information I know about and uh, started open my eyes about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you get further into interracial marriage, stuff like that. Yeah. It still is a big issue inside um, our movement and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, is there, Jay, you want to uh, say something? There's one thing I would love to add, though. Um, sorry, James, for cutting you off, but like Jay Flick Norris was going to baptize a black woman, but yeah. he kind of did the deal with her because like people like um, there was a um, legal investigation happened with Jay Flick Norris because he killed somebody, and the only person that witnessed that murder was that black woman, yeah. and and so. Like and at that period of time, no nobody's going to listen to a black woman, um, mm. and that's just because of how our courts were set up at that period of time. So like they kind of they kind of um, Jay Flick Norris and her kind of struck a deal like, oh, if I baptize you, <laughs> would you be would you not say anything? Which he never did. Um, it's never recorded that he ever actually did. Sorry, James, go for it. Uh, I'm just, I wasn't going to say much. I was going to uh, kind of, I guess you say, uh, add to what Isaiah said towards the end. And that's that it wasn't just racism or just prejudice. There was a fear factor going on. But one of the biggest things is you have to look at what the culture in America was up to that point. Um, specifically, when we talk about the relations between black people and white people. Mm-hmm. At, the, at that point, um, 
segregation, like y'all been saying, was just it was it was a real deal. Mm-hmm. It was white tracks, black yeah. tracks, like water fountains gonna be in this restaurant. You can't be in this town past this time. That that sun go down, mm-hmm. you better be up out of there. Yeah. I don't get detail what would happen, but just know you gotta be at that town by the sun go down. And um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, it, it's not it's not as simple as, as it seems. And to this day, like Michael said uh, way earlier, the past affects the present. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you look at that culture back then, of, I won't even go, you know, uh, they thought they were superior or black people they were inferior or all that, that whole power dynamic there. But even the simple fact, y'all look at the, they released from slavery and then they mm-hmm. were just, never given any rights that you had black code, Jim Crow laws, just mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of stuff happened in between that time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, you had HBCUs for them, uh, because they weren't allowed to go to the white college. They had to make their own college. Until mm-hmm. the, to the day yeah. HBCUs are around and they're still predominantly black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing I've noticed is throughout my time, I've been to many different churches and, different states or different mm-hmm. parts of Texas, specifically where I spend most of my time is I've been in churches in East Texas, West Texas, Central Texas, North Texas. I've been around and, um, you know, if, if the preacher is white, the congregation is white. If the mm, pastor yep. is black, the congregation is black. Mm. And, you know, it's kind of mm. discouraging to see that to this day, to see that mm-hmm. uh, we still segregated in churches. Mm-hmm. And that's the Marcus want to say something too. Uh, yeah, I, was, I want to say this. Racism is a sin, and, mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. and it's not the skin problem; it's the sin problem. And mm-hmm. we 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 got to address this problem. We don't address this problem and let it sweep that's under the sin. rug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we let it keep sweeping under the rug, then how do you want to be united? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? We not we can't be united if we just let it keep sweeping under the rug mm-hmm. and let it go. It's sin. We gotta preach against mm-hmm. sin. Mm-hmm. What are we? We are the body of Christ. Yes, mm-hmm. we're all yeah. the body of Christ, and we're all the, for the body to be able to do things effectively. It has to be united. Every single step has to be unified right. for the whole entire body. It's interesting. Because the first Baptist missionary, his name was George Lyle. I think he yep. was a he was a black missionary. I think to I think it was Jamaica. Yeah. Um, he first started in the United States. Um, um, he was there. He went. Uh, and this is where I get the context of he went to a white church, was segregated out. He had to sit in the very back on the balcony, I believe, of the church. And then after that, he went to Jamaica, and he ended slavery in Jamaica as a Baptist missionary. If you guys want to learn more about yep. um, George Lyle, I recommend a podcast called um, History and Hope by Matthew Lyon. He talks really deep about um, George Lyle and the history of him. But through all of that, through all the Baptist history, it seems like from what I've noticed, it seems like all of the very great men of God that were black were slept under the rug for all of these white people. And that's a very controversial thing to say, 
But like, mm-hmm. why is it that we, for example, we uplift J. Frank Norris, which I mean, he Mom. did. He did do some good things. I'm not, I'm not gonna yeah. say that he didn't do anything good, but he did also did some terrible things. You know, yeah. so I mean, I grant, I get it that we're all sinners, but the thing is, the matter of the fact is that it kind of like when you look at the heels of the faith, quote unquote, it seems like it's only white. Yeah, you know, and it, it it's always been discouraging seeing that. I'm like, well. There's some great, great men of God that paid the way for us that were black yeah. missionaries that did a fantastic job to win the Jamaican people and so many other missionaries that have done a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jay, you want to go back and finish your thought? I don't know, so I forgot about saying. Go, <laughs> go ahead. Let's go ahead. Keep uh, moving. All right. So um, let's go further uh, in and let's we're not gonna really get into the experience side yet, but uh, yeah, I, I do want to feel like we should go further about some issues that yeah. have gone through history. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those things is basically, um, uh, such as I hate to get on the topic, um, <laughs> well, all right, well, uh, one of those things is uh, some things as interracial marriage and it does have to play with what michael mm-hmm. was talking about yeah inside the bible and stuff like that and especially what julie was talking about inside the bible and stuff and we're not gonna really try to stay fully on this topic but uh, i feel like this does have a part of history mm-hmm. uh, yeah. with some stuff. and you know for me i know a lot of people you know who i am i'm a controversial guy <laughs> I, I try to not be controversial <laughs> but it's <Amen>. controversial, <laughs> it's controversial. <laughs> yeah for uh, sure. but there's some things that you can line up with the Bible and say, mm-hmm. hey, no, it's not really, it shouldn't be controversial because nope. that's what yeah. the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm just going to say this about uh, interracial marriage. When it comes down to Bob Jones University, mm-hmm. um, I did oh, a little research on. in that too. Mm-hmm. And uh, getting all into it, Bob man. Jones, yeah, with Bob Jones University and stuff like that. And luckily mm-hmm. they did change how the way they think mm-hmm. now. Uh, but back then, you know, Bob Jones didn't want any black people or anybody, a person of color that didn't look like him inside yeah. his college. Mm-hmm. How much did they pay uh, for that, uh, Isaiah? They paid like a million dollars, I think it was. Yeah, or yeah. I'm, I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into that. <laughs> yeah. But as I was saying... <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. As I was saying... As I was saying... Um, uh, basically, Bob, you know, basically pretty much uh, didn't want people inside his college because if they didn't look like him, he didn't want them inside their college. And plus, mm-hmm. it goes down further. You know, eventually that changed over time. But when they started integrating the school, they were against interracial marriage. They would not want people of color marrying white girls. Mm-hmm. And, and and sadly enough, you know, they they felt like it would be so to the point to where Julie was saying, like they would pay a quarter of a million dollar uh, just to prevent that from happening. Because a lot of schools at that time was changing. And it's sad to mm-hmm. see in the 21st century, they ended it in sometime around in 2000 or 2001, where they actually said, you know what, let's just, oh, let's just, you know, be okay with this and let's just integrate our schools and let them, mm-hmm. let's support interracial marriage. And really that wasn't done by Bob Jones. It was done by Bob Jones the third. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's a sad thing to see that, you know, a school that's a part of the independent Southern Baptist or what you would say independent Baptist um, would, you know, allow something that for that long, because they were so into their mind of being so prideful and so superior mm-hmm. and 
to the point to where they let that stuff go on for till 2000. And 2000 was a time of change, you know. It was an era yeah. of let's mm-hmm. change and stuff. And I think what it is with this, guys, is that the older generation, I think what they had a problem with is they struggled with change. They did not want to see yeah. change. They have a hard time wanting to change. Mm-hmm. And you all you can see with the old generation, you know, mm-hmm. well, I always learned this, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm looking at, you know, this generational marriage stuff like that, where they didn't want to enter mm-hmm. school, it's sad enough that in a lot of churches, we're still having these problems mm-hmm. with interracial marriage. And sometimes you really won't fully get supported. If you go on the mission field, you don't mm-hmm. get supported uh, because of the color of your skin. Uh, if you're yeah. an interracial couple, you won't get supported because of the color of your skin. Uh, quite frankly, if you're an evangelist and you're an interracial couple, you, won't, you ain't going to be able to preach at that person's church. And so, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of the stuff that's mm-hmm. been going on mm-hmm. for so many years that... A lot of people just shunned on the rug and try to act like it's not, it's not nothing's going on and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so yeah. with this history of, with this episode, with this history of, you know, racism and prejudice, you know, I'm just going to say this. I think it would have been a good eye opener for more preacher, preachers and pastors to start talking about these issues when you know, the whole killing of George Floyd happened. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, what opened my eyes when it came down to this and learning more about my history and learning more about my culture and background is because I lacked in it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Yeah, growing up on. in a predominantly white church for so many mm-hmm. years, yep. you start thinking the way they think. My yeah. mother always taught me this: you are who you hang around with, mm-hmm. and, they, and yep. they, they're not bad people to hang around with. You know, nope. look at Micah; he white. <laughs> yeah. I'm the whitest guy you know. Amen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for me, for me personally, I don't have a problem with any person of color and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But when you hang around a culture for so long, you mm-hmm. start becoming like. And I yeah. remember when yeah, that whole good. situation of George Floyd, I remember mm-hmm. when that stuff was coming out. I remember that I went on straight on to where I st- I took a step back and I just watched, you know, and mm-hmm. seeing yeah. that video, it just opened my eyes and realized, like, wow, this stuff is still going on. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, let's just go back in history. Uh, let me just use this as a pointer, you know, for a lot of people that don't understand this. Mm-hmm. You know, for a lot of uh, uh, people, uh, like white folks, in general, that looked at this whole person that's getting killed and stuff like that. And so I heard some people that said, well, they said, um, what did they say? They said, well, you know, I, I'm, I, I dealt with racism myself and prejudice myself. Instead of just looking at the fact like, wow, black people have done, have dealt with this type of issue for mm-hmm. so many years. Yeah. You know, you go back in the 60s where segregation was around. You look at what they did to, po- uh, you look what police did to black people. They hold mm-hmm. them down, they use baton to beat them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you see all this stuff going on in the 60s, and you know what it gives to older black people? It brings them back to the 60s. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like to them, it's sort of like PTSD to them. It's traumatizing yeah. to them. And yeah, they see it's like, hold on now. They did this to us in the 60s. And look, they're still doing it to us now. And so what they call it, they call it shout out saying racism and prejudice. Now, I'm going to educate some black people on this. For me personally, we cannot... We cannot shout out racism or mm-hmm. prejudice if you don't know if the person is really racist or prejudiced. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. But the look of it, of why what happened to George Floyd, it looked wrong. But yeah. we cannot just jump to on a bag wagon and saying it's racist and prejudice. Okay. Yeah, we can't yes. uh, jump to conclusion. I think it's interesting, yeah. though, like throughout this whole entire m- last month uh, of February, it was Black History Month. And yeah. I don't know if I heard one 
pastor. Come on. In yep. my realm of churches, ever said one word. I know I have yeah. one word. I like to say about it. About Black no. History Month. I, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like man, mm, it gets me ticked because like great men, great pastors. Like for example, Martin Luther King. Yeah. Oh man, have you actually heard his preaching? I don't think any of these yeah, I have been. Yeah. Pre- I, I'm not trying to bad. I'm not trying to bad yeah, I'm, I'm, reading, but I'm reading his book right now. I'm not trying to bad bush, but I'm just saying, like, I don't think any of these IFB preachers have ever actually read some of his preaching messages. Yeah, I know I haven't. Yeah. I, yeah, after studying it and studying and studying it, it I mean, uh, like yeah. throughout my history, like I'm like, whoo, like man, that guy had some fire. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just. No, I'm, it just. I, I want to weigh in on that. I, I still want to hit on, hit on this um history because history yeah. is likely to you know repeat itself if we don't stop mm-hmm. you know the stuff by its roots and you know what like Mike was saying to, uh, talking about you no know, Black History Month. Obviously, me and Mike goes to the same church, mm-hmm. but I will not mention the name of my church on this podcast. But I have not heard or. No, her, yeah, heard or saw been preached yet at our church about anything about Black history. I mean, even at my old church that I'm into, mm-hmm. nothing about you know, Black history. And that kind of reminds me of the message, Mike, that we heard today about devaluing, mm-hmm. you know, despising. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that all white people, you know, have, hate Black folks, but I know there are some that's out there that do. And when you do that, you're mm-hmm. despising, you're not adding to the value. Because if you don't know, if the only thing you know about the Bible is you no know, the, the white man mm-hmm. history, and sorry I have to say that, but I'm being you know honest here, is that you you know you have a varying dull view of the blood, you know, of the price that was paid to you mm-hmm. know to have, to get the Bible that's in your hand, and you know, and the people that you know paved the way to basically to have so you can have what you have because it was mm-hmm. not only whites, it was not only blacks. But there's no, there's a lot of no Asian folks out there, and there's a lot of Indians, and and ethnic groups out there that paved the way so we can have what we have, no, have today. Mm-hmm. And I was just, you know, I'm just saying that you know when you only get a one-minded view of what no of no of history, mm-hmm. it's not you can, it's not history at all. It's in I'll call it indoctrination. Mm-hmm. And it, no, I'm not here to spread discord. I'm not here to spread you no know, yeah. hate. But as a, no, as a Bible believer. Uh, no, and I was I'm talking to myself that I want mm-hmm. unity. Mm-hmm. Unity only comes by the gospel. It mm-hmm. only comes by maybe some Christ, no Jesus Christ as our Savior. Amen. And the Bible you know, tells us that you know we're supposed to go and teach all nations. You know, and if we're not doing that, you know that's indoctrination because you know we're only going to teach one person and mm-hmm. let everybody else you know die to you know, go to hell. But it was yeah. like it's not you know we don't we don't unify by color, we don't unify by race. We you no know, we unify by the sanctification that's you no know, given to us after salvation. We accept him as our savior. And I, man, I'm not, I'm not trying to, not, I'm really not trying to no not not to preach. But I was like that's the problem that we have mm-hmm. in our churches nowadays because we're not united united over biblical mm-hmm. truth anymore. We're United over in personal you know, preferences, mm-hmm. we're uniting over man-made standards. And to tell you the truth, it's nice to have standards, but your standards has to come from the word of God. You know, you, a lot of times, you know, you you have the preachers, you know, go up there and say, "No, I believe, I believe, I believe." Who cares what you believe? 
know what does the Bible say? You, know, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's what we're here for. For they know what no what does you no know, say? You no, know, the Lord. No, no. What does God? You know, says what does you no know, God tells us? You no, know, mm. you know what it, mm. He wants us to do, yeah. and it, no, and you know, and it's word. And yeah. if you can just focus on that, mm-hmm. focus more about Jesus, uplifting Jesus, seeing cool. people through the eyes of Jesus. Oh yeah, our churches will be in a lot better <clears throat> shape that they're in today. I was like, you know, if you really love Jesus, like you're, you know, like like we're trying to tell the world, and the Bible says that you know all men should know that we. That you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Mm-hmm. The reason why you know black folks are leaving church, you know, white churches, the reason why even your own teenagers, white teenagers are leaving churches mm-hmm. and young adults are leaving churches nowadays because they don't see the love of God in your church. They it was like, you know, if you really have true biblical love that we're mm-hmm. like we're supposed to have have and just you know and just you know and take out the race and color, you know, people will be in church. It's like people want people are looking for love. And people are looking at all the uh, all the wrong places instead of going to the one place they should be able to mm-hmm. go to and see that real genuine gen- love. Because here's the thing: if we're saved, we got the love uh, love of God you know, within us. Mm-hmm. And if we're you know if we're not showing that, they they're not going to want what we want. I'm not saying manifest it because here's the thing: we don't have power to love people, but we have to love people. Th- you no, know, th- you no, know, through God. You no, know, Philippians says that we can do all things through Christ. You know, ask God to you know, help you love people that you hate more. Mm-hmm. Ask God to help you to love people that aren't your skin color more. I was like, you know, it's not just something that you do. It's something that you mm-hmm. have to ask God to you know, help you on. Yeah, unity is yeah. in the blood of Amen. Jesus Christ. Your identification in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The gospel. And, yeah. Amen. Yeah. And, and so here's the thing, and I, I fully agree on what Julie said and stuff. And uh, it does need to be more unity. And one of the things that when we talk about history and racism and stuff like that, I know probably everybody has heard stuff whenever it comes down to a black guy getting shot by a white guy or getting killed by a cop and stuff like that. One of the biggest things when racism gets brought up, one of the things they would try to use and try to justify their actions or try to use in a way. And I notice this so much inside churches and it, it, it really aggravates me. Oh, because I know where you're going some people don't know the term. Some people don't know the term. Um, some people just don't know the term. Uh, hold on. <clears throat> some people don't know the term token, but one of the things that they use as a way Ooh. of trying to cover stuff up or trying to debunk racism inside the church is one of the things that they use is bus ministry. Mm-hmm. The bus ministry is a big one as minority as blacks. And the first thing you would hear them come out of their mouth is like, well, we, 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 we have a bus ministry. We pick up a bunch of black kids. Here's the thing. I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to say this loud and clear. Stop using those bus kids as a crunch to cover up something that's been hidden for so many years inside churches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because quite frankly enough, back in the history of these churches, of independent Baptists and fundamental Baptists, it's mm-hmm. a lot of things that y'all have done in the back that y'all haven't brought to light. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, also, it's more where, I'm not trying to say you should apologize mm-hmm. for your actions because Southern Baptist Convention did that. You know, they had owned up to it. They acknowledged it. But one of the biggest things that it comes down to and boils down to inside our church is character. Mm-hmm. You know, we're so quick to jump on a bag. Uh, we're so quick to jump and say, um, you got the, we, we have a bus ministry. We're not racist. So we shouldn't have to worry about it. We shouldn't even have to preach about it. Okay, then. So, all right. So if it comes down to another mass shooting inside the church, 
Mm-hmm. Let's not bring that up because yeah. we it, our church don't do that. Okay, mm-hmm. and so it, it, it's just crazy how the way we talk about you no, know, you know, our our former president Donald Trump. You know, I'm, I'm a Republican. You know, <laughs> James, James can speak for himself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I, look. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. Look, I I'm vote not. for who I believe is best for the country. I'm not here to vote no parties. So don't don't give me no party time. That's all I'm gonna say. All right, I agree. I agree with him with that. But as I was saying, like it's just it's just crazy to me how the way we talk so much about Donald Trump. And uh-huh. I, I look, Donald Trump good, but let's just go to Martin Luther King. Mm. Yeah, we're so quick to cast down Martin Luther King because of his sinful acts. Now all of us are just filthy sinners, but we're mm-hmm. saved by grace. Ooh, you know, none of us deserve the grace of God. None of us deserve the grace of God. But where sin did abound, grace did much more about Yes, mm-hmm. amen. Mm-hmm. And quickly forget about that. Mm-hmm. So when it came down to Martin Luther King, and, and it's leading up to this, when it came down to Martin Luther King, you know, a lot of people inside the Independent Baptist Church did not like Martin Luther King. They still to the day don't like him. They don't even celebrate his holiday in mm-hmm. Christian schools. Yeah. And uh, quite frankly enough, you know, we can celebrate George Washington Day or Columbus Day or whatever. But mm-hmm. when it comes down to Martin Luther King, oh, touch him, we can't talk about him. We can't say nothing about him. Mm-hmm. And this type of stuff I'm talking about. It's a sad day to see that we are so quick to talk about this white man-made history. And I, I'm just saying it. It's, it's white history that's been taught inside mm-hmm. Christian schools. But it's never touched about black history or mm-hmm. Hispanic history. You mm-hmm. never will hear that inside Christian schools. Now, yes, they use the Bible and stuff like that, and I, I fully agree. Using the Bible to talk about, you know, science mm-hmm. and history and stuff like that. But when you talk about American history, you don't really hear anything about black history. You don't really mm-hmm. hear anything about Hispanic history. You don't hear nothing about that. It's always question, about the white history. And uh, But I'm just going to say, say can you can you, can you say that American history is white history then? Well, yes, you can. And, and, and quite frankly, the reason why I say that is because it's been made off of white white history. You know, I hate to say it is, mm-hmm. but you know it's sad enough that you know you gotta go yeah. some to black colleges and find out your history. Mm-hmm. You can't find right. it inside other any other type of colleges. But as I was saying, like you know, with Martin Luther King, um, you know, a lot of them did not want Martin Luther King. You know, and they don't celebrate Martin Luther King Day. But there's one college in particular would not let Martin Luther King speak at their college mm-hmm. because they felt Martin Luther King was a communist. And quite frankly, Martin Luther King wasn't a communist. And mm-hmm. James, you probably know more about this than I do. If you want to speak on that a little bit. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to try to keep it simple. The claims was made time and time again that Martin Luther King was a communist. It was just, you say communists in America and they immediately wrong and they bad and they evil. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it works. So they knew if they can make Martin Luther King look out to be a communist, that will help suppress the whole civil rights movement. But uh, mm-hmm. with that being said, Martin Luther King stated multiple, multiple times that he was not a communist. I don't, I can't tell you how many times he yep. beat that dead mm-hmm. horse about the fact he's not a communist. He said it time and time again. Mm-hmm. But to this day, they still try to label man as a communist. So at this point, they don't want to accept the truth. But Martin Luther King was not a communist. He, he said at his, uh, at his own mouth many times. You can research if you would like, but. The man wasn't a communist, and that's just well, there's just mm-hmm. there was just another tool in a toolbox trying to stop the civil rights mm-hmm. movement. But yeah, it didn't work clearly. And I, I, would, I would actually, I actually have to say this for people that are watching this, I encourage you to look in deep, look and dive in mm-hmm. into the assassination of Martin Luther King. 
and of jo- uh, John F. Kennedy and of Malcolm X. Uh, yeah. A lot of this stuff, uh, quite frankly, I had to stop looking at it because some of the stuff goes really deep and mm-hmm. goes really dark, and it goes straight into where the government, where it has to, it, it took some plays and where the government was in it and stuff like that. And it, quite frankly, to me, I ain't trying to call it racist, but it's kind of crazy to me. The director of the FBI is white. And he was trying to find every momentum to stop what Martin Luther King was doing. And now here's the thing. Martin Luther King was not a perfect guy. He wasn't a perfect man. We know his history. Oftenly, his history came out uh, out in the open. And quite frankly, I'm just going to say this. And I know some, I'm gonna lose, we're going to lose some viewers because I'm going to say this, but I'm going to have to say it. You know, for Donald Trump to put his files out there like that, I'm not saying it's a disagreement. I ain't saying it's wrong. But to put the assassination of John F. Kennedy out there like that and the assassination of Martin Luther King and some of the stuff that had ties in with John F. Kennedy's assassination, stuff like that, all that stuff. It's kind of some of the stuff that was so deep, it goes back to Donald J. Trump's father. And all those yep. files have not been came out, have not came out yet. Because yeah. I think some of those files have something to do with Donald Trump's father that had something to do with these types of situations. So it's kind of crazy how the way he threw out everybody else's dirty laundry, but when it comes down to his family, that stuff can't come out till the next two or three years. Mm-hmm. We won't know till the next two or three years unless they release the files to the public like they did to John F. Kennedy's file. But all I'm saying is this. Yeah. With, with Martin Luther King, we know his history. know how the way he did a lot of, you know, messing around on, on his wife and stuff like that. We know that, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to say this. There's a lot of independent fundamental Baptist mm-hmm. preachers that mess around on their wives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I'm yeah. just simply saying, you know, yeah. we talk we talk so highly about these guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to discredit yeah. their their what they did in the ministry and stuff like that. There's some of these guys have done good work inside the ministry. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we overlook yeah. their Man. problem, mm-hmm. but you can't overlook the fact that what Martin Luther King did and how the way he tried to bring equality right. inside this nation in this mm-hmm. country when it was segregated at that time. To me, I feel that personally that's just uh to double me, it sounds like privilege. Yeah, it sounds double standard, and it sounds like mm-hmm. to me, it's like you're trying to cover your own skin color. You know, that's Seriously. what it sounds like. Oh, yeah. it's interesting that so. you mentioned segregation because that is exactly what that sometimes the church looks like today when it comes mm. to it looks like a clan rally. Some well, churches. well, well. Let me let me let me finish what I'm saying. But it is interesting how we segregate. The Christian kids, the bus kids. I'm yeah. just saying. It looks pretty. Mm. It looks like it looks pretty like culture. Like oh, it's like this group of people. Oh, they can't be around this group of people. Yeah, I'm just mm. saying. Well, no, you, no, you're. That's a good point because a lot of times I I heard this come from out the mouth of a no of a no Christian. No parent. Least to that, I do not want my kid to hang around those b- the bus folks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was like, what? No, what is the reason be, you know, behind that? Because no, the bus was like, that's pride. Mm-hmm. You know, we think that we're all, you know, that we're better than you no know, than anybody else. No, than everybody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's the thing. We're no, we're we're dirt. We came by dirt, and God you no know, used inspiration to breathe life into us. And so here's you know, it's, it's funny just. Imagine, picture this: two pieces, no pieces of dirt, are talking to each other, and one is trying to say that I'm better than I don't. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you're, you are made out of the same stuff. 
nine man out of it was like you know you got we got the same value and to tell you the truth is like if it wasn't for the grace of god no we no we wouldn't no be here i mean that, that i mean I don't, that's kind of petty pettiness mm-hmm. like uh like how you were saying that yeah you know we said se- we segregate and here's the thing too was like you know god is all for unification god never wants no se- no god never wanted separation you can, go, you can go all the way back to the book of Genesis that you know God's desire was always to be and to dwell among man. You know, he wants, wow. you know, he, I mean, everything points back to Christ being, you know, holy, sanctified, and unified with his creation. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's why, you know, that's why Jesus Christ came back. He came mm-hmm. back, you know, so we can have a close relationship with him. He came back to, you know, restore, you know, you know the image that was lost mm-hmm. after Adam and Eve, you know, sin. And eventually, you know, it could be today, and it could, or it could be tomorrow, or it might be, you know, be done, you know, happy before this podcast ends. But the rapture could happen. I mean, Jesus Christ is coming back, so we, we can be wholly unified, you no, know, no, you no, know, with Him. So I, I really believe we should, you know, close this out with some good tips to our listeners, like you know, what to read, or if there's any podcasts out there that you know you feel led that you think that can really help people, you know, with their view on on race. You know, let's do it. But um, let's not forget about Second Timothy two fifteen because that's a lot, what a lot of people forget to do. And Second Timothy two fifteen says, "No, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman not not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth." Mm-hmm. Friend, you must study the Bible for yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't believe everything that man tell tell you to believe. You mm-hmm. you know here's the thing: the you no know, the Bible. Is our no? Is our sole authority? Take that word of God mm. and compare scripture to scripture within its proper con- context, and you discern because you had the Holy Spirit live inside of you. Ask God and pray. Was like God, te- no, teach me from your word what no what is right. And if you do that, genuinely do that. No, not being trying to be a critic, not going going into it with already a preconceived no no notion, saying that no. I'm right. I'm not going to change. I'm telling you, you will come out a different man. You will come out, you know, you will come out a better lady. You'll be better, you know, and yeah, you'll be far better, you know, coming out than you were coming in. Yeah. I think a great podcast that I would recommend for listeners talking about history of racism um, yeah. is a podcast called History and Hope. I mentioned it before. And he dives deep into, like, the Baptist histories and Baptist distinctives and such. And he also talks about racism in uh, quite a few of his episodes. So, um, but anyway, guys, I I just like to thank you guys for listening. You know, it's been a great conversation. I think I, I've been helped from it, for sure. Yeah, me too. And um, there's one thing I also want to add, guys. Um, we're going to be trying to record every week uh, and then having like episodes every week or every other week we'll see how it goes um but we just got our podcast released on um, apple um so if you guys um want to listen to it on apple podcast give us a review we greatly appreciate it and we're also on youtube as well as on facebook if you guys want to give us a like there so i don't know if anything else you want to add um videographer out Okay. All right. Well, um, I guess uh, we're going to give our clone his final thought. Uh, I need to stop looking at you like this. <laughs> yeah, bro, it's getting really, it's getting really weird. weird. Really, really weird. weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
And we got to get some bleach so we can stop sharing. Yeah, this this just don't look right. This looks so wrong. But, um, <laughs> uh, I'm That's okay. Tall, you know, God bless I'm going to uh, tell y'all a little bit of stuff uh, um, about the future of the podcast and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, my closing thought is this, is that I hope y'all been encouraged. I hope y'all been blessed with some of the stuff you have heard and stuff like that. You know, this racism is a, it's a broad topic mm-hmm. and we could go on and on all the entire night, but due to for sake of time and stuff like that. And with us being in ministry and some of us having stuff to do tomorrow mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which yeah. everybody should be having to do, go to church. Amen. Amen. I'm just simply saying, you know, uh, I'm just simply saying this, this is that I hope you've been encouraged. I hope you've been blessed mm-hmm. with this podcast. You know, this can be more uh, stuff that's going to be talked about more than just racism. So if some of y'all thinking that, well, we're just going to talk about racism the whole entire podcast. Nope. Uh, every on, episode, nope. It's going to be a lot more stuff that we're going to mm-hmm. talk about that I believe that does need to be addressed. But the reason why I chose to do this topic is because I believe, first off, God laid it on my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, second off, I believe that, you know, this is an issue that does need to be addressed, needs to be put out in the light. And, you mm-hmm. know, some of this stuff yep. has been shunned in the rug every single time. Uh, somebody gets shot or killed. Mm-hmm. Just been shunned in the road, but I want to say this also, and, and, and I'm just gonna say this quick as possible, is that you know, when you look at the cross, you don't see color, you don't see white, you don't see black, you don't see Hispanic, you don't see color, but what you do see is blood, mm-hmm. and that's the blood that died for the sins of the world, died for everybody. Yeah. And so when people, if you don't want to baptize somebody because the color of their skin and stuff like that, maybe you should go back to the gospel. And start seeing what Jesus did for you. Amen. Because quite frankly, if you think he just only died for you, then you you sound like a Jew to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, because you know, at the end of the day, you know, it, it that's how the some of these Jews think. They think only black people can go to heaven, you know, and they and, and that's yeah. how they think. Um, but Jesus died for everybody. It's a whosoever gospel, not a white man gospel, not a black man gospel, yeah. it's a whosoever gospel. Yeah. Amen. So I hope you've been yeah. encouraged and I hope you've been blessed. Uh, but let me just say this real quick and I'm gonna pass it on to James Owen. In the near future, and the reason why I want to say this now, because, mm-hmm. you know, I want this podcast to be more than just us talking about controversial topics, but it will be preaching mm-hmm. videos mm-hmm. on here. Um, as y'all seen, if you follow us on Facebook and watch us on Facebook, uh, our first pastor, uh, first, not pastor, preacher will be Michael Avila. Uh, he's the mm-hmm. owner and uh, manager of the Heroes of the Faith, the yeah. page that I, I started uh, about two years ago. And God has blessed it in a great mighty way. I passed it on to him, and he's doing a good work over there on that page and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be our first preacher, and he's a good friend, knows his Bible, loves the Lord with all his heart. Amen. And I think he'll be encouraged and blessed by him. But um, also on this podcast, I do want to do some stuff in the near future. I don't know if it's going to be in the next couple months. I don't know if it's going to be in a year, but I feel like I should put it out on the table now. Um, as y'all know, all of us that are sitting here uh, besides – one and maybe James in a way. Um, we're all bus kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demarcus is a bus kid, Julius is a bus kid, I'm a bus kid, and James basically grew up around the bus kids. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, pretty much my burden and my my that God has put on my heart is to basically help out bus kids. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that helped me out throughout my time and growing up inside church is junior camp, mm-hmm. teen camp, and youth conference. Oh, yeah. Um, I think there's a great need for bus kids to go mm-hmm. to those three events. Um, I believe personally that the reason why I say this is because it can help them spiritually mm-hmm. and it can help them grow spiritually. It can help them become people that, you know, it can help them stay in church a little 
uh, in the long run and stuff like that. I think the biggest thing that we lack in with bus kids is that we're not really, we're lacking discipleship. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we expect kids to come to church so fast and mm -hmm. become as good kids inside church. You can't expect a, a person that's lost to come to church good. Mm -hmm. You got to get them saved in order for them to become mm -hmm. good. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's one of the biggest things I think I would want to help mm -hmm. with bus kids. Also, like the Marcus and us were talking one time, scholarships for bus kids. Um, we don't see that in Bible colleges mm -hmm. at all. Um, yeah. You get a, you have a pastor kid, get a scholarship. You have a, a missionary scholarship or get a discount on their tuition and stuff like that. But you do not see it inside bus kids for bus kids and i i think there's some open i mean maybe because like you know there's a lot of leaving church when they turn 18 and are become teenagers but also on the other end when there are some that go into bible college they don't get that opportunity and mm -hmm. i think it should be a high time that those mm -hmm. bus kids do get an opportunity to do those type of things yeah. and get scholarships because no. uh, when i was in camp i had to work for a scholarship <laughs> mm -hmm. i had to work through it through preaching and stuff like that. i did it for the lord and stuff but uh, I, I had to get a scholarship through preaching. So um, I think it, it could be an encouragement and a blessing for us guys Man. and for the people that are watching to start helping us in the near future of helping us raise money and uh, to get these bus kids to go to camp, use conference, and also mm -hmm. scholarship. And also in the future to help us get better equipment. Uh, we're <laughs> going to be probably start a store, a merch store in the future. Um, mm -hmm. I got me a new mic and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. DeMarcus is probably awesome. going to get a new mic soon. And yeah. so, uh, we just want to make our, our videos and our mm -hmm. sound and audio a lot more high high class mm -hmm. and quality and first class, whatever you call it and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Get the cameras and stuff like that, the lighting and stuff like that mm -hmm. um, for the future and stuff. So uh, all that stuff is going to help us, you know, help us with um, technology, mm -hmm. uploading videos and stuff like that. But I also want to help our bus kids too. So, yeah. yeah. I guess my final thought is something... Uh, it's not necessarily a tip, but it's just something that I think can be encouraging to uh, not only us, but to honestly anybody. Uh, it's something that's been on my heart for a long time. Isaiah knows it. It's been on my heart. It's just mm -hmm. something that's been on my heart. And I'm going to read this verse, well, these two verses from James 2. It's uh, James 2, 17 18. It says, Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, been alone. Yea, a man may say, thou, uh, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Mm. And the reason that verse has been encouraging to me is because uh, I look at all the backlash Isaiah received, you know, when Isaiah first started before the podcast, when he first started speaking out, and then when he asked me to be a part of it, I, mm -hmm. I thought about, do I really want all that? <laughs> all that, I, I'm being real. Do I really want all this extra backlash or this controversy? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I've heard people say many times when it comes to talking about stuff about racism or even mm -hmm. just addressing a lot of problems that we that we may see. They they say, well, you can't change everybody's heart. Well, you can't change this. Only God can. And that, that's a fact. We can't change hearts of nobody. We, mm -hmm. we cannot do that. We don't have that power, but that's not something we can do. But with that yeah. being said, we we still need to stand up and speak out. Mm -hmm. We still need to bring it to attention because when I, when I hear that, it just sounds like, yes, yes, yes. You you had that faith that the Lord gonna change it, but you do nothing to help him along the way. Mm 
and that's just not that's just not how it works. And an example mm-hmm. I think of every time I hear somebody tell me uh, when it comes to come stuff like this and speaking out about stuff, and they say, mm-hmm. "Well, you can't do that. Only God can change their hearts." And like I said, that's a fact. But the way I look at it is, um, I go soul winning Saturday. We have a soul winning charge, and we pray uh, just to have a good day. Also, and pray the Lord give us the right words and sub divine appointments and. When I think about that, I just imagine me going, going to the church, praying, God having have me set up a divine appointment to the Lord, set one up for me, give me the right words to say to win this, to, to be able to, to lead this uh lead this soul to you, Lord. It just, just help me. I just imagine myself doing all that prayer and then saying, Time to go home. Hmm. That, that's the way I see that when people tell me, don't speak up about it. Only God can change that. That's true. Mm-hmm. Only God can save souls, but we still go soul winning. Mm-hmm. God uses because, us. Exactly. God mm-hmm. uses us. We 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 are his body. We mm-hmm. we are his workers on this earth. We serve him. Mm-hmm. And so if if I just wanted to say that and encourage y'all and just just know that we cannot change nobody's heart, only Lord can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But right. I think for a second that what we're doing is is useless or anything like that. Because to be honest with you, because quite frankly, James, you know, at the end of the day. There could be somebody out here that's out of church mm-hmm. or left church. They saying, "Hey, there's some people that's mm-hmm. still inside the church that still care for me, yes, sir. and still yeah. love me, and actually do want me to come back to church." Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what other people say about me. It doesn't matter what other people think about me. As long as there's some people out there that still have a heart mm-hmm. for souls, I'll come back. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Yeah. And, and this is my final thought. I wanted to encourage to encourage uh, y'all, but also if there's anybody kind of dealing with the same thing, to encourage them also. Mm-hmm. All right. I want to say this. We have a great God. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. not only God's a great God, he has done great things in our life, mm-hmm. in our lives. And I was, I'm thinking um, he's done a great work in our lives. Mm-hmm. So if he's done great work in our lives, should we, should we, can we still change? Can we still, mm. you know, like, if you don't a great work in your life, you should be able to change. Like, like God, help us to change to be like you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Amen. we should have a heart. You know what I mean? We should not be the same. You know what I mean? When it talks about the old man, mm-hmm. you know, hey, we we put on the new man, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just, we, <laughs> we're not in the past. You know, should not be focused on the yeah. past. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, a lot of times, like we have the sin and all this stuff and all this mm-hmm. past and we blame other people for our problems. Yeah. And it's a responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we should stop blaming other people and fix the problems that we have in our lives and fix our heart. Well, we can't fix our heart. Mm-hmm. Only God can, mm-hmm. but we should be asking God, help us Lord, fix mm-hmm. my heart, make my heart right with you. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of times we just blame other people the way we act. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I just want to give you a final thought, encouragement. Um, you know, know your history before you start believing other people. Yeah. Know mm-hmm. your history. Mm-hmm. Know what you believe. Don't believe because other people believe. Don't believe because they want to be cool over this side. Mm-hmm. Know your stuff. Just know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. and and all of these guys, we're not trying to pry for anything because we know stuff. You know, mm-hmm. God has given us that opportunity to know stuff. He gave us, you know, it's the grace of God. You know, mm-hmm. we all bus kids. Well, we're not all bus kids. Nope. Um, Micah, he's not a bus kid. But nope. We all come together. We're trying to mm-hmm. be, yep. trying to be united. Amen. And that's that's the point of this podcast mm-hmm. to be united. 
Um, we want to mm -hmm. help people. We want to be a blessing to people, encourage people. Um, mm -hmm. And I hope this helped you, help you in a way. Um, we got this on all platforms and stuff like that, so you can listen to them through, uh, when you're at work mm -hmm. or if you're someone else uh, talking about the podcast. Yep. And glory to God. You know, Man. glory to God we started this podcast. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and just thank for God's grace. You know, he got brought all all of us together. Mm -hmm. So Man. appreciate God. Uh, I'm going to just end it with a word of prayer. Mm -hmm. And um, let's pray. Dear Lord, thanks for this day. Thanks for this beautiful day you have given us, Lord. Thank you for uh, salvation. Thank you mm -hmm. that I'm saved. I'm glad I'm saved, Lord. Yes. And I'm thank, thank you for the grace of God in my life. And thank you for the grace of God in um, mm -hmm. everyone else's lives. Lord, I pray for church tomorrow. And I pray for bus routes. And I pray mm -hmm. that you fill the bus. Lord, I pray that if kids not saved, I pray to get saved. I pray that if anyone watching this video, if they're not saved, I pray they mm -hmm. um, get saved. I pray they just come to us, ask us, mm -hmm. you know, and we do the best way to lead them to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Lord, it's all you, Lord. It's not what we what we done. It's because what you done, Lord. It's just, mm -hmm. um, Lord, I pray we give you the glory in everything we do. Mm -hmm. Lord, I pray we don't get prideful. I pray we be humble. Mm -hmm. I pray we got the way. I pray you you we get out your way i pray you um get all the glory you deserve mm -hmm. and lord i just pray that would be a blessing to other people and if anybody have questions i pray the access and i pray we go with the right spirit mm -hmm. and and i pray that we just actually uh try to give them the best wisdom we can mm -hmm. and i just want to say thank you lord for everything you've done and you just say amen thanks for tuning in today i be you podcast we pray that it was a blessing you guys if you haven't checked us out on all of the podcast platforms of your choice be sure to like us on facebook and also subscribe to our youtube channel and guys if you guys do not know jesus christ as your personal savior we would like to invite you to accept him today the bible says in acts chapter 16 verse 31 and they said believe on the lord jesus christ and thou shalt be saved amen so guys we hope you guys had a great day Great time listening. Peace.